have an announcement to make to y'all, to the people of America. The mothership has landed. It's the classic guitar rock podcast. Doctor, I think I'll return to my station now. You are at your station, Mr. Smart. Dr. McCoy, I believe you're enjoying all this. Indeed, Captain. I've never seen him look so happy. Shut up. Well, opinions? I think we're in a lot of trouble. That's a great help, Mr. Checkout Bones. Well, I think Mr. Checkout's right. We are in a lot of trouble. Spock, and if you say we're in a lot of trouble... We are. Now you'll find yourself back among us illogical humans again. Which I find eminently satisfactory, Doctor. For nowhere am I so desperately needed as among a shipload of illogical humans. Touché, Bones. I find your arguments strewn with gaping defects in logic. These are the voyages of the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Here, ready to move us. Before we start, I'd like to say something. There's no reason why you shouldn't have complete confidence in your chances to come out of this thing alive in one piece. From coast to coast, from border to border, from one end to the other and all points in between. The Classic Guitar Rock Podcast is on. Yes! That's awesome! We crank up and break down the great guitar-driven rock of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And you are invited to come along. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it! And now, your hosts... Jeremy Lunnan and J.R. Stanton. We've got to protect our phony baloney job, gentlemen. We must do something about this immediately. It's time for the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast. All right, we're here. JR, we are here. Well, welcome to uh, Live and Dangerous, the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast. And, and J.R., did you realize it's been over a month? You know... I hadn't thought much about it because time flies when you're having fun. But uh, yes, it, I did think, you know, it's been a little bit of time uh, since I spoke to my good buddy, Jeremy. Well, uh, one of the commitments I made about two months ago was we were we were going to do this weekly. And you see how that's worked out. <laughs> yeah. How's that working out for you? It's, it's not working out too well, actually. So, but I'm excited to be here. And the topic tonight, this is always kind of fun to do. Uh, by the way, if you're joining us, uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on the new the Twitter, which is now called X. Did you know that, JR? You know, I actually like the logo, although it seems uh, that the change in name was somewhat controversial. So, I know. Uh, and and, and uh, I don't, yeah, so, so whatever. Twitter is now called X, but we're live on X. I heard it, I heard it. I heard it. A little bit of ZZ Top there. They might show up in our list. They might show up in mine. I'm not saying anything. A little bit of a teaser there. What we're going to do tonight, we need to do, this is something that you do. This is kind of like, I put it up there with like uh, uh, doing your taxes. Um, It's something you regularly need to do to keep things in line. Every six months, every year, you got to go through your top 10 albums list. And it changes, right? It might change in a week. We might, we might have a completely different list. So, uh, I've done this with all of my past hosts. And, uh, so, so how many lists would that be? Oh, well, 
you know, there's <laughs> Jr. You're the last. You're the last co-host. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. You're not anywhere. So just let me allay your fears. <laughs> <laughs> but we've done it twice. Two other times we've we've done our definitive top 10 list, which begs the question, how definitive are they if we change them every six months? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think you need to have at least four or five definitive top 10 lists. Uh, I, I know that my my taste has become more eclectic with aging. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, so we're going to get to that. I do have, uh, by the way, uh, gas station fountain drinks are the official beverage of the CGR. Mm. And the, the uh, gas station I went to was out of large lids. I see you've got yours. Yeah, yes, yeah, well, it's lid, official. So I had to take the lid from their little frosty. Slurpee. Slurpee. Yeah, frosty, slurpy. Hey, at least when you tip it over on the keyboard, you have it, some degree of protection. It second, It gives you like a second or two uh, more time to rescue. Good Good point. So before we get to our list, we do have a few emails we want to get to. And one of these, actually, both of these, JR, are are directed at you, which was made me feel good on the one hand, but bad on the other hand, because I've been here for two and a half years. You come one time and there's two emails to you. Well, I think I, uh, I probably... Um, may have sent those myself are you, or did you oh maybe you blocked oh, no, those these are legit yeah oh yours automatically goes to the trash but, uh, but other people no so here's here here they are two short emails the first one says subject kiss the message i was the one that got jr and steve on kiss lol if you have a space on your podcast i know my name doesn't start with the j but I know the 70s and 80s music. Signed, Max Adair. Oh, my man. A man Max. Max. So here's the problem. If we had Max on the podcast, would he behave himself? Well, we did call him mad, Max. For a reason. Yeah, exactly. So. Actually, I bear some trauma and scars from sometimes <laughs> fun times with Max. Uh, yes. Right here, there's a scar there and kind so, of right there. I think Max was a friend of yours, but to me, Max just, you know, beat me up and stuff. I mean, I, I don't know that I would call him. I'm joking. Max was of a course. friend. Certainly. Max was a tough guy. And he was the type of guy that when you weren't paying attention, he might just headbutt you. Well, it was all in fun, and uh, in, 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 you know, except in, in fact that that's the scar I'm talking about. Of course, well, this was in competition, so it wasn't actually in fun just, or, or tomfoolery. I'm just but, saying. But yeah, I left. Uh, I do have some Max Adair scars, but I have to tell you, he has a few from me too. Well, in your advanced years, Jr., I don't know if we could have Max on headbutting i'm far enough away he's in the same town you're in so you guys could technically be in the same room and that, i'm not sure that would be a good idea that's correct i mean again uh we might hearken back to those days uh, when these when these top or what i'm i may tease a little bit but these top 10 were actually playing so, so yeah some of them anyway so All right. yeah so that was great to hear from max max thanks for listening and uh, thank you max shout out to max Adair for sure. So hope all is well with Max. Okay. Here's one more. 
Dear CGR, this is from Stu Allen in Montrose, Colorado. Okay. And I just read the word Montrose, and it made me think of another album that should be on my list. And it's I on. know which one you're going after, too. We're, we're going to have some honorable mentions. We have to have honorable mentions. So Stu Allen, Montrose, Colorado, says, Dear CGR, enjoyed your last episode about Kiss. A warm welcome to JR. Hey, thank you. It goes on. I believe you live in catfish country. Have you ever been noodling? Noodling. Well, it's a it is an Oklahoma sport, well recognized. Uh, you know, dangerous at times, depending on where you're at. Uh, it does require some incentive, uh, liquid courage. But yeah. uh, actually, myself, I've not been noodling. I certainly have enjoyed my my fair share of mudcat channel cat, but we did it with what's something called a jug line. Yeah. And uh, the, a little bit more proficient. We would call that the civilized version here in, in Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, we might hearken back to the, the conversation, we, the email just before. Yeah. I'm sure Max has well, noodled. I'm, I'm sure, sure Max has noodled. Uh, so for those not in the know, sometimes it's called hand fishing. Mm-hmm. Noodling is when you catch these big gnarly catfish with your hands. And, and it usually yeah. requires you go underwater, you hold your breath, you find a hole in underwater and there's those catfish just hang out there and you'd stick your hand in their mouth and pull them up. Yeah. It's not for it, the faint of heart. Yeah. And you pray that it's a catfish because if it's a big a turtle, a, a snapping turtle, yeah, turtle is also known for its. Okay. So I have to say this. 10 years ago, actually probably 20 years ago, I'm watching a documentary about noodling. Yes. And so I'm seeing all these guys noodling and then they, then they, they, they do, you know, they're they're like following five different noodlers, right? Professional noodling, right? Yeah. The one guy they're talking to, he's like, well, yeah, I work all day for the city. And then when I get off work, you know, I like to head out and then they zoom out and guess who he works for? city of lawton oh okay. yeah yeah it shows the lawton logo he's like driving a city of lawton truck this is lawton oklahoma southwestern Ooh. oklahoma shout out shout out to everyone in lawton so definitely five lawton Dev- high school exactly uh, in rock and roll so uh, this this guy who was the subject of this noodling documentary was from mm-hmm. lawton oklahoma jr's hometown where we exactly. both graduated from high school it made me feel proud yeah, well, yeah, we hit the map for some right. good reasons. Uh, uh, right. it's a, makes a, it's a feel good thing, but, and I will tell you that I did work at the city a lot myself. Uh, I remember although, that. Yeah. So I drove yeah. one of those trucks and enjoyed it. Uh, I remember you know, wasn't a, noodling as much, but at that a, time, a, but I did get off in some deep water at times. I remember because you would like go and clean out the lakes at the ponds. Exactly. And I remember I, that. In I, fact, I, a couple I, times. You, I can't remember. I was in a parking lot or something and you'd drive up to me in the city truck. Oh, you yeah. know, full of lawnmowers or whatever and, yeah. and harass me. me. That's a good memory. So JR would be all over the town doing whatever city people do in those trucks, mowing lawns, cleaning out the lakes and the pond. It was picking up trash. That was uh, Fourth of July was always a big one. I made all my money. You know, they had us working there late picking up trash. But, hey, you could get overtime. And when you're, yeah. you know, was young, overtime meant, man, more money. That's good. More, That's good. Opportunities to buy albums. So let me finish this email. So he asked, I, I believe you live in catfish country. Have you ever been noodling? So we talked about noodling. Then he says, LOL, just kidding. 
So I guess he didn't really want to know about Newling, but we just told oh, him. It's a benefit. We he it's said, an added. He says, we're givers. We're givers here. Okay. He says, I am firmly in the camp that believes Kiss is one of the great bands simply because they were fun. People rail on them because they're not the greatest musicians or whatever. But I recently saw their end of the road tour and had a blast. And isn't that what rock and roll is all about? Keep on rocking. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, uh, and we touched on that, didn't we? Uh, sometimes uh, what makes them great isn't just one particular thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great. Okay. So um, one other just housekeeping thing that I want to say really quick, uh, and that is we had a number of folks that were uh, sponsoring us on Patreon. And I want to thank the thank folks you. that have had been doing that. We made the decision to uh, change platforms as far as our support goes. And so we shut down our Patreon. Again, thank you to all of those that were on Patreon. You won't get billed. You know, you won't see that coming out of your account anymore. That was we had three dollar a month and six dollar a month, folks. So we aren't using Patreon anymore. What we're using now is on Twitter. There's two ways to do it, and it's only a dollar a month, whichever way you do it. On Twitter, it's a dollar a month. You can't buy anything for a dollar anymore. So a dollar a month for the for the quality content, it's unbelievable. It's a no-brainer. So a dollar a month on Twitter, or if you're on Spotify, if you listen to us on Spotify and have Spotify, you can uh, – sponsor for a dollar a month on Spotify as well. Whichever way works for you, if you're able to afford a dollar a month, then uh, it helps us uh, keep the podcast going. We're not getting rich doing this, JR. I didn't know if, I, I don't know if you knew this, JR. You don't get paid. So now, I may have to look, look at the terms of my contract. I do believe that. If uh, you notice, there's no mention of money anywhere in that contract. So what but, we're hoping to we do can, is get some sponsorship right yeah, i can get some well, some uh, you, endorsement deals maybe totally we're okay. looking at some endorsement in fact i'll just throw this out if you would like jr to endorse any types of products maybe like incontinence products yes uh, anything i'm i'm fully prepared to endorse whatever product whatever uh, and, and i will i am emphatic that i will use, so use it. He'll use yes, the I will use. I think that goes for both of us. Yes. Yeah. So if you would like us to endorse a product, we can do that. And seriously, if you are interested in being a sponsor, you can reach out directly to us. Uh, Braun and Jarvis Family Dentistry right here in Spokane, Washington, was a, a longtime sponsor of us. You can absolutely sponsor. You'd be surprised at how inexpensive it is. And the cool thing about sponsoring on a podcast, and I'm being completely serious here, an ad that you ran, that you put in an episode today, it will run forever. Mm -hmm. So 10 years from now, when come when someone comes and listens to a back episode, uh, an ad that you you come directly to us to, to run, it will it's embedded in that episode. So it will play forever. So, Good to I mean, know. That's, that's, a, that's the gift that keeps on giving, the ad that keeps on you know paying. Yeah, it never goes away. So if you're interested in that, uh, email us, classicguitarrock at mail.com, and we can give you all the information on that. I feel like this is kind of like the Jerry Lewis telethon. It might be. 
but you know, we're missing a few things. Missing a few things, like you know, variety of entertainment, but talent. Yeah, that's right. Other than that, it's just like just exactly only different. Okay, all right. When we come back, okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about our definitive top ten list. So stand by, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Jeremy Lunnan, host of the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast. If you're a business owner trying to market your products or services to a growing audience, let me invite you to consider advertising here on our podcast. The Classic Guitar Rock Podcast is currently rated in the top 2.5% globally, according to ListenNotes.com. And our prime demographic is males age 35 to 59. Here's one of the great things about advertising with us. An ad you run with us today will still be getting played five or ten years from now. Because our episodes never expire, neither will the ads you run with us. Think about that. As our audience continues to grow, you are locked in with an ad you place now at a very low rate. It really is a phenomenal investment. If you think our demo is a great fit for your offering, it really is a no-brainer. We can do anything from a simple host read ad to a fully produced commercial. Either way, you will be shocked at how economical it is to advertise on the Classic Guitar Rock podcast. If you're interested, please email me, Jeremy, at classicguitarrock@mail.com. But hurry, because availability is limited. How do we cram so much classic rock into one podcast? Ancient Chinese Secret. Welcome back to the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast, Live and Dangerous, Jeremy and JR. And tonight is our definitive top 10 list. We're going to jump right in. Let's just talk about it for a minute. Uh, because I didn't give JR any, all I said was, JR, come up with your 10 favorite albums. That's all I said. That was the yes, only exactly what you, that was the prompt. And, and, you know, I think maybe this time I actually got it right. I know I kind of missed. I went a little to the left on Kiss, but I recovered. So <laughs> you got to be careful with the prompt. This yeah. one was pretty, pretty, you, you, know, you knew what was going on here. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and these are, and I didn't clarify this, JR. I'm a, kind of assuming you thought this way. Maybe not. It's hard to think that you could think that I think a certain I think, way. I think that's true. Yes. So it's not uh, It's not necessarily the, the top 10 albums that we think are the necessarily the greatest albums, but these are our top 10 favorite albums. Exactly. Okay. There that's are, good to are, know. Now, now you're letting me in on that. Yeah. There are okay. albums on my list that are probably not going to show up in any magazine ranking of the top, but they're in, to me, they're in my personal top 10. And so I'm assuming probably for you. So before we even get to our top 10, we both have some honorable mentions and these are albums that we just couldn't fit 10 in. And these just didn't quite make the top 10. However, next week they might. Because that's kind of the nature of our definitive list that really aren't that definitive, obviously. 
So, uh, yeah. Um, how, many, how many honorable mentions do you have? Uh, maybe two. Okay. Uh, my, my problem had to do with bands. I had to go and then recycle. Okay, I love this band. Now, which okay. album do I love the most? Gotcha. Okay. And so it was kind of reverse You didn't want two albums from the same band in your top ten, it sounds like. Exactly. I, that's the way well, I was. That's the way I, I – I'll, I'll tell you how I did this. Um, I looked at some of my old – I keep – you know, you, you might know this, but I have every CD or cassette that I've ever owned, mm-hmm. and I also have my LPs. Uh, the LPs are actually just a remnant of what I actually had because the trip across country, you know, you don't want to kill all your albums. I actually uh, was able to, to preserve some of that, but the, the bulk of my – albums are back in california at some record store called rasputin's but um <laughs> either way they gave me top dollar it's odd but good, you, good. we'll have to do a story on that it's odd what what uh they pay for what they pay the most what, for. yeah exactly. but it's cool no i had uh looked at this as what had the most wear on the case what what uh what album stayed the longest in the in the in the cd or cassette player in the car uh kind of like the soundtrack to your life sort of thing and i can re- look back and see that some of those times I had to rebuy, had to repurchase the album at least multiple occasions due to uh, damage, you know, overuse, overplay. And, and so there's some stories behind each one of these albums that uh, I selected that, that might have uh, same. I, I think I, it might actually ring the same bell with other listeners or viewers. Uh, you probably had the same or similar experience. And that's the beauty of this. Uh, so I hope that, that as I go through my list, that it, it, it rings or resonates with, with you, maybe brings you yeah. back to where you were and, and that stupid pioneer CD player that ate one of my <laughs> best albums, but, <laughs> or those pioneer six by nines that got blown out. Uh, exactly. It, while I was listening to one particular album at max volume, but no, uh, looking forward to the top 10. Um, again, so, my, where I found my trouble was actually trying to define albums versus, uh, artist. Okay. I kind of struggled with that. Once I had my, I got, I came up with my list of 10, then it was just putting them in the right order. So what honorable mentions do you have? You can just share yeah, I, honorable mentions. I, you know, here's the thing. I always liked, uh, Barracuda heart, uh, there was okay. some really, you know, straight on you, the, the, the era at that time frame, uh, and that, that the way they came in on the, the guitar licks early on that and how they drove that beat. I liked heart, but then I, as I looked through it, I couldn't find one particular album where I went, Oh, well, this is, this you know, I, I remember listening to this, from, you know, from start to finish. So a heart, uh, a lot of great singles, but I couldn't find the album that I was looking okay. for. Awesome. Uh, and you're going to be surprised about this one. I, okay. I know this is going to hurt. It might. Yeah, it's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt. Ozzy Osbourne. Um, On I, your honorable mention? Hey, I'm going to tell you. I know it's going to hurt, but We're I have to friends. preface this. Yeah, okay, okay, I hope so. I knew All it was right. going to hurt. Um, I can't I can't say that there was one particular album, and that's maybe to, to the benefit that's going to salvage this conversation. There was <laughs> several com- – it, there was, it was competing at a, such a high level uh, that I can think, well, I know I played the heck out of this one, but then it's kind of weak in the middle. And then I like this one. So uh, I will say that Ozzy, um, and you'll see why as we go through Ozzy uh, for me. Now, remember we're talking about JR, um, he, not, not the top 10. He's really in there though. I actually, he was in, then he was out and he was in. Okay. I can, I I can get past this, Jay. I hope so because I know that our, our friendship hinges on that's this. Right. And, and right. I, I'm glad okay. I got you to commit 
to my permanence uh, before okay. I mention this. It's okay. So are those your only honorable mentions? Yeah, that's, that's it. I, I, I could toy with some other ones, but so, I think that in the interest of brevity. I'll give, I'll give mine. And again, in a week or two, some of these could be on my, t- I actually have three of honorable mentions. The, the, my first honorable mention is the debut album from Dire Straits. Sultan's a Swing was the single, right? But I just, over mm-hmm. the years, really love that album. That's an album I like to put on at night. And I sleep not because it's boring, but it's it's kind of on the mellow side. It's beautiful. I just like that. I really like that album. And since about the time I was about a sophomore in high school, I've played the heck out of that album. Well, I remember you mentioning that too, Jeremy. And I think that you you may have been a little bit more of a mature listener at that time frame. There were songs I really loved on that, and uh, but then it grew on me. And so I much I much prefer that didn't like the whole money for nothing mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that but that first from 1978 that first dire straits album i really like the well, other doesn't surprise me you know yeah so the other one i have and this is one that is not going to be on anyone's list but for pure me playing the heck out of it i bought it from the columbia house record club for 99 cents it was it wasn't it didn't count towards my membership but it was 99 cents so i bought it it's Fire Down Under by a band called Riot. Ooh. And I have a whole episode about Riot somewhere. The greatest band you've never heard or the greatest album you've never heard. It's mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. now. So that's a that's a uh, honorable. But here's one that really I almost went in and changed things because I had forgotten about this album. Def Leppard's High and Dry could very easily be in my top 10. And maybe it's in JR's. Maybe that'll show up. We'll see. I don't know. Ooh. So definitely so, high and dry is it is it so, so I throw one across your bow and you and you send one right right back at me. Yes. Okay. okay, so here's what we'll do. JR, you share your number ten, then I'll share my number ten. And we don't oh. we don't have to spend a whole lot of time in each one. So you what's oh. your number ten? And because this way we get to see if we have any So any we're going backwards. Yes. Yeah, we're, okay. going, oh, we're going backwards. We're okay. You know, ten. I was queued up to number one and counting back. Sorry. I see this. We're counting down. Uh, we're you counting. know, another one of those uh, radio things. Yeah. Right? yeah, you're, yeah. When you're dealing with a novice, you kind of have to spell <laughs> this out. <laughs> okay. What's your number 10 album on? This is J.R. Stanton's definitive rock album list. And, and, and I think Max Adair would be behind me on this one. Uh, it's It's for me. I got I got a lot of play on it. It's White Stake self-titled album number ten, and uh, it, again the 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 time frame was perfect. Uh, certainly the music the the CD never left the 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 stereo car stereo player. It stayed in for weeks at a time, and it could start or stop at any song, and I was yeah. happy. It's a great so, album all the way through. There's a, again, shameless self-promotion. A few episodes back, we talk mm-hmm. about this album in White Snake. It's a great album. It was a huge album. Yeah, huge. Uh, and, and for me, it's one I can still listen to. And that's kind of where I am with these albums, brother. I, I they're they're ones that are still, you know, well, they're still in the CD player, <laughs> but but they don't sound. There's a quality about them that is not dated. Yeah. And and that's a very valid point, and and it's going to come up again. So my number ten album is the Cars debut album. That's one Jr. listened to a lot too. I, I like that. And you, I will tell you that I was I was 
I was struck because not being the aficionado uh, uh, across, you know, genre, I put cars on and then took them off. Thought, well, they're not heavy enough. Or we're looking for rock or a lot of yeah. feature on the guitar. But but the, talk about one talented band. As I can long tell as you, as long as your Millie Vanilli album doesn't show up on this, I, how I dare you? How dare you? If you keep your Millie Vanilli off, I'll keep my Village People off. Okay, can we, agree okay. On that? we can agree on that. A gentleman's okay. agreement. All right. All right. So now you're number nine, Jr. Number nine. Okay, well, again, I'm with a self-titled album, but I would argue the same thing, even though there's uh, it spans to a to a different part of the of time frame. Audio slave, um, audio from, slave. Yes, at any point in time, listening uh, from Cochise to any of the the elements of that of that album, wherever it lands, I am a high the highway. You know, uh, show me how to live, gasoline, all of these. Uh, doesn't make any difference what song pops on from that album because it, it, they do it. It did. It was staying. In fact, uh, there's here's a here's a story. I've actually opened cases and the CDs are missing. And I'm going, oh crap! Did I leave that in the player? Uh, that happened a lot to me, yeah. and it was because they were my favorite. And that's what's interesting is you lose some of your favorites because you know you put them in and you just never take them out. So, but uh, that album. Start to finish, I don't care where you where you I got into the car. I could sing that album and uh, rock along with it, and so it it, it survived for me. It survived. And what year? What year did that come out? I'm going to say 2000 and what two? Because I got to I I got to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm aware of Tom Morello. I I've heard Cochise, right? Yes. But my exposure, my familiarity with Audio Slave is very limited but tom morello he's you know he appears in a lot of different I, i'm still listening to him yeah. he's got he still has good stuff i i i i try to to i with him i have to dissect him because he has some things that i'm not i'm really not interested in but his he, he's you can very, tell he has talent in regards he has to talent and and noise right he okay. just makes noises that are yeah. cool and he finds a way to make them work Exactly. In fact, I think that was some of the pieces he's responsible for is the way he introed in uh, several of those songs. And that's, I guess, you know, again, you could call that audio slave. Maybe it is more Morello. But uh, uh, and I I have, you know, a certain affinity for Chris Cornell. I'm going to I'm going to go. Chris Cornell was awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to some audio slave just because I don't have I don't know enough about them. So that's that was your number. Nine, right? Nine. My number nine is, and this will be maybe controversial until maybe it'll make more sense at the end. This is my only Black Sabbath album, and and the Ooh. album I'm picking is Heaven and Hell with Ronnie Dio. That's okay, my number nine album. Well, I actually with Ronnie James Dio, uh, yes. Uh, I think he, they may have enjoyed, I don't know, from a commercial standpoint, more, more success, but with other singers, but Ronnie James Dio certainly is talented. And, and I listened to a lot of that, that time frame when he was and there. And you just, you think about the Never Say Die album, the last one with Ozzy, which compared mm-hmm. to Heaven and Hell, it's terrible. It's, there's, there's a few good songs yeah. on it, but, but Ronnie brought a whole new lease on life to the band. Now, I, I would not master of reality, you know, 
that maybe is a bigger album from a Sabbath catalog. But for me, just like you mentioned, the Audio Slave album, mm-hmm. the White Snake album, I can put on that Heaven and Hell album anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a good song. And, and it's just a great album. It's a great and I, album. And I think that's how you go with these. I mean, uh, if I got to – my, my, if you get into the minutia of what was successful or is this an all-time great list for everyone um, – you know, I think you lose track. I certainly, as you said, we could recategorize these on uh, to different levels. But I, I, I think Black Sabbath has to show up on the list. Um, yeah. Although it didn't show up on mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So number eight, Jr. What's your number eight? Okay, uh, another one that's going to probably hit below your expectation, but it's <laughs> high on mine. The Cult Sonic Temple, and I that's know a, that you know a little album. bit about that because yeah. we talked about it in the past. Uh, again, came out in '89, and I think about what do, what was I doing in '89? Well, this is another. This actually was a, my brother's. Uh, we talk about my brother Steve a lot, but uh, I managed to steal this CD for well over six months, and he he didn't know before it. Before he noticed, <laughs> yeah, before he noticed, and yeah. so uh, there were some things about this uh, that drove me similar to Audio Slave. Honestly, I I think you could probably interchange some of of the the appeal with with the cult and audio slave for different reasons, mind you. But, but I think that they, they, they hit the same note with me. And that is that, uh, I didn't, uh, obviously left the, the, the album in the player way too long, uh, ruined several of them. But the thing is it had several similar melody beats that, that, uh, that it didn't make any difference. What component you heard, uh, something about, uh, hearing it, was positive. Now, yeah. again, I said it, some of these are audio, the, the audio or is the soundtrack to my life. So I'm not sure how much of this was just the fact that, that I thought it was great. And, and I'm talking about great at the time that it was out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of them may not have the same degree of staying power, but I think that the, the Sonic Temple does uh, even, I wish they would release it with, with, you know, uh, modern produce production. Yeah. Well, and you just you just talked about something that's really important. Any of these top ten lists we make is where is the break, or does mm-hmm. there need to be a break between it's great because the music is great, or because it's it's nostalgia, it's mm-hmm. sentimental to us. So we yeah. think about what was going on in our life, and so because it brings back good memories, we think it's a great album. Yeah, and it might not be that good of an album, but to us, we're like doesn't matter right and no. i don't know where that line is and and if it matters um great well well for the co- purposes of conversation this evening it it's it uh it certainly fits the bill for hey this is this is definitively what jr likes exactly <laughs> totally so my number eight mm-hmm. is this is a band that jr likes oh. cheap tricks in color is oh. my number eight I thought you were going to go there. I was going to say, oh, if you know. stole from my list. So In Color is the one. In yes. Color, again, the only crappy track on the whole album is the album version of I Want You to Want Me, which just sucks on, on that album. Well, don't hold back, Jeremy. <laughs> Every other song on that album is just mm-hmm. awesome, and I love it. And, of course, the live version of I Want You to Want Me put them on the map. Oh, but well. Cheap tricks. In color is 
just everyone should listen to that album. It's just a great power pop album. It was great. Exactly. And, and uh, it's hilarious. Uh, that, 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 well, we knew there would be some of this that's going to cross walk over mm-hmm. your list to my list because we spent some time together. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. So what's your number seven, JR? Number seven, Cheap Trick. No way, but I bet <laughs> I know which one it is. Uh, well, you, you go ahead and give it your best guess. At Budokan. Oh, you know me too well. I got it. Yes, it's All at right. Budokan. And, and although, you know, uh, the live atmosphere of that may have been, oh, it's not studio, that piece uh, may be a little bit of a, uh, a distractor. I think it still ranks up there as tops. And, well, and, and to be honest, mm-hmm. what is at Budokan? It's mostly they're playing in color. Yeah. And, yeah. and some, some stuff from the first album. But uh, so in 79, you know, came out yeah. in 79. I can well, I tell you what I was doing. stuff from Heaven Tonight, too. So from there's mm-hmm. playing stuff from their first three albums. That is. See, this is cool. And I actually, uh, I saw Cheap Trick. Um, yeah. with, I don't think I had a girl on my neck on that. Particular no, that concert. I was at that show, too. But oh. we weren't really friends yet. That was with Molly Hatchet opening for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So you In were the there. Great, great Plains. Great Plains. Call that's the exactly. The sweat box. The, the sweat, sweat box. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. I knew Cheap Trick would wind up on yours. Okay, so my that was seven, right? Yes, that was seven. My number seven, again, this is not going to show up on any any recognized uh, top ten list, but I've got to go with Michael Shanker Group's Assault Attack. Okay. One and, the one and only album that features Graham Bonnet, who had just left Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, was only did the one album was fired on the tour because he had a wardrobe malfunction that we won't get into. Uh, but I love that album. I mean, I, Michael Shanker is probably my favorite guitar player and he's a weird dude, but man, he can, he can, he can play. And I love Graham Bonnet. I, I just love it. It's a great song. Came out in 82 and it's just a phenomenal album. So we're down to number six. Yeah, and I'll have to tell you that I battled in and out on this one. Um, 1977, Queen. Oh, I can tell you what I was doing when We Are the Champions came out. I can tell you it was my – and you know I wrestled. This was my walkout. Yeah, my walkout. But you know what's funny is it, it, the transitions for that actually ca- tie you into the whole album. So uh, this you know, is is this news of the world? What yes, album? news of the world, nineteen seventy-seven. Okay. All right, okay. And uh, Queen, I remember that it was that the distinct nature of that. I can tell you again where I was, what I was doing, and this was one of those albums that I kept repurchasing, and so it had purchase power. I would I would argue that there's probably still selling albums you know this oh, album um, sure. and simply because the the fact that that we are the champions we will rock you these all all of those uh songs are 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 uh they stood the time the test of time they're they, still they're still used in commercials you still yeah. hear them all the time i was in walmart just a few days ago and you know how walmart at least up here they sell lps but not not a whole lot. It's yeah. pretty limited selection. <laughs> you have to they pick had, through uh, the newer had, stuff to get to something. News of the World. They had News of the World and A Day at the Races. There you go. Final that you could Well, buy. see, I needed Queen on this top 10. Yeah. 
Okay. No, that's I needed. And I tried to figure out <clears throat> which Queen album uh, had the biggest impact on me. Yeah. And, and that's and hard to do because mm -hmm. I was like you, you like this band, which album of theirs do I pick? Mm -hmm. I got to pick it out. Okay. My number, wait, that was number six, right? Yep, that's six. My number, I'm, I'm rushing us through this because speaking of Walmart, I have to, I have to pick up a grocery order. <laughs> well, hey, you know, real life intervenes all the time in this radio world. But, uh, so, you know, you tell so, me if you get that second beep, uh, you know, we'll, okay, we'll, I'll, I'll cover for you. My number six, uh, you had a live album. It's funny. Mm -hmm. I, do, how many live albums are on your list? I only have one live album. One. You have the live cheap trick. Mm -hmm. My number six, also a live album, speaking of Michael Shanker, it's UFO, Strangers in the Night. Okay. And uh, double album, talk about great guitar playing. And, you know, again, Michael Shanker, a very mercurial figure, right? He, he left the band uh, because Phil Mogg punched him. So there was inter-band squabbles. And he always told him, if you ever hit me, I'm leaving the band. He left literally in the middle of this tour. Oh, really? Did he leave while he's on stage? or what? I don't know when it happened, but he didn't even finish this tour. But this album is unbelievable. Strangers in the Night. Uh, it's a great live. It's my favorite live album ever. Yeah. And it's cool. got... It's got great singing, got great playing. It's a great album. And that's a, a, a one of my brother's bands. He loves UFO. And I will tell you right now, Jeremy, if you ever lay a hand on me, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'll walk off in the middle of, I don't care where we are. I'm walking off. Okay. All right. Don't Good do to it. know. Okay. We're up. We're down to number, your number five. five. Yeah. Well, uh, I, and, and again, a question mark can greatest hits go on? I hope so because uh, Eagles greatest you hits 71, 75 volume um, one. You can't beat that album. Yeah. And you know, again, I still find this album on in, you know, on the, 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 the well, CD player, MP3 yeah. now, whatever the streaming on the, in my, in my latest vehicle, that's one. I swear I've bought this in every format at least 12 times. I, I agree. I agree. And uh, the, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it on CD. I've got two vinyl versions. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I have three copies of The Grand Illusion by Styx because well, I see it somewhere and I well, forget. Well, it better show up on your, on your top not, 10. It's not on my top 10 list. Should be. Should be. It well, should now, be see, that's the thing. Tommy I, Shaw. <laughs> I, I, it, it could have easily been now that I say that, but it didn't show up. Maybe the next definitive list, it'll be on there. So, okay. So okay, next my, week, will we do the next definitive yeah, list? Yeah, we do the next definitive list in a week, it might be. I mean, we need to be timely. So, and besides. <laughs> okay. My taste I'm, change. I'm on number five, right? You just did five? Yeah. Yep. Okay. My five, Van Halen one, the first Van Halen album. Ooh, yeah. I liked, I loved. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you're stealing from my list again, but all that's right. okay. That's all I'm going to say, it's Van Halen one, it's Eddie, it's Eruption, that changed. That was a game changer, right? Mm -hmm. There were three, three eras of electric guitarists. There was Chuck Berry. There was mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrix. There was Eddie Van Halen. Eddie. In my, in my mind, those are the three pivotal. You had, you had, 
pre-Chuck Berry, then you had Chuck Berry, that changed everything. Then you had mm -hmm. Hendrix in the 60s, that changed everything. Then you had Van Halen in the 70s, it changed everything. One of the three pivotal guitar players in my mind. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, I would agree. I'd throw Jeff Beck in there somewhere too, well, though. Jeff, Jeff Beck's problem was <laughs> yeah. he, he couldn't get along with anyone either. Right. So he'd quit in the middle of a tour. He'd do and it brilliant. He's my he might be my favorite. Shanker's probably my favorite. Jeff Beck's probably my second. He does a lot of a lot, lot of work though. The recognizable body of work. Yeah. He, couldn't, he didn't want to stay in a band. He wanted to no. do his own thing. But he had he had ability and and oh, and really? I think he did some things uh that were unique to, to Jeff Beck's style. And a lot of people a lot of guitar players have, have uh said that they, they emulated some of the, the aspects of what he did and but actually because, because he wasn't mainstream mm -hmm, i agree a lot of the mainstream guys were doing stuff they got from jeff beck and so jeff beck never got the. and i'll give you a case in point gary moore i loved gary moore and gary yeah. moore will tell you he just stole stuff from jeff beck well you know as well it, it, you know imitation is flattery right exactly. you know but no um, that's <laughs> It's also yeah. maybe copyright infringement, but hey, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you're we're down to number four. Four. We're flying, dude. Okay. Well, we're doing good. You know, I think we don't want to bore the listener or the viewer. We want to give them <laughs> so, give them the meat and potatoes and move on. You know, there's no okay. side dish here. You know, if you're looking for dessert, maybe later. Maybe um, later. Okay. So I really felt like this particular album could have hit anywhere on my list. I, I mean, almost, this was almost number one. I have to tell you, I didn't, and there's no, and it depends on how you go with the rhyme or reason, but right, ACDC right. back in black blew up several speaker sets, sets in my house, in my car, yeah. and they sound better louder is what I always mm. thought. And again, and I guess I felt that way in, in the eighties. Um, now I can't hear as much. So. We've learned to turn it down just a bit, but no, I, that has to be in my mind has to be on everybody's list and it better at least have thought about, been you on know, it's not on my list. And well, as soon like as I you said, said, thought about, I know. Well, it, it huge album. One well, I played week. a lot. I just, as I was making my list, I didn't. Well, it's easy to overlook ACDC yeah. because, um, well, they admit that, that they're, they're, they're driving, guitar and the uniqueness is incorporated into every song yeah, well, but, that, but my favorite my favorite quote is when angus says i get sick of people telling us we've made the same 12 same album 12 times we've made the same album 13, 13 times. times i heard that uh, but it, but here's the thing out of all those albums back in black probably uh probably i would i would Say so it's one of their best-selling albums. I would also say it's the same thing. You can put the needle down anywhere. Every single song, it's all killer, no filler. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. totally. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great one. That so was number my number four. four. My number four is Judas Priest's "British Steel." Man, man, oh, yeah. Now I'm, a, I'm having some regret. Yeah, Judas Priest, Rob Halford, and uh, yeah, hmm. that's the first album, Jr. You remember, you knew me when I was a fledgling guitar player, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, first album I actually said, I'm going to learn to play this album. Yeah, but and Jeremy, you were born good. I remember oh. I remember your ability was like straight out. Like, well, it's been uncomfortable for your mother. This, but anyway, you came out with a Les Paul. <laughs> this was, 
This was the album. The very first song I sat down to learn from a record was Grinder by Judas Priest from this album. Mm-hmm. And then I went on and learned Metal Gods and I learned most of the album, just a huge album. And I talked about how some albums have held up better than other others. This album, for whatever reason, the production, it's just mm-hmm. its a really good album and it holds up a lot better than most of the Priest albums that came after, in my opinion. But, well, yeah. I do have a little remorse because I, I, you know, you don't think about something until you, somebody else says it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Judas Priest uh, talk about staying stuff. power. They there's there's a couple of their albums that that, that definitely uh, withstand the same test of hey, they were left in and left in uh, for weeks at a time. So yeah, yeah not a bad four. That's not a bad. Yeah. So what's your number three? Oh, this is going off the charts, getting, my man. You know, oh yeah, um, I just went rogue. Uh, this one is Book of Dreams. By the Miller Band. I love that ah, album. Yeah, I love see, it. Uh, that's where the argument for me was in my head. Tons of conflicts, you know, that I'm constantly in mm. some kind of degree of uh, turmoil psychologically. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with that pick. I love that album. Well, I love that um, album. where to put it, though? I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it had the greatest influence over me. I will say that. It was 1977 when I was uh, coming into you know, oh, I'm a uh, music uh, is my life. I'm a, it's, you know, this is what's important. And uh, again, the test for me on definitive albums was could I sing every song, to, you know, along? Yeah. Uh, well, could I sing along with every song? I mean, if we went with what I could sing, we might lose track here. But because um, <laughs> there's tons of admiration, ad- admiration. Yeah, not so much on the talent, but I, I don't uh, have the same kind of talent these guys do. And that's why I can appreciate someone like Steve Miller. I love Steve that Miller album. Band. And Great you album. Know, he, he was different. Think about the other, the hard rock albums at the time. What I liked about Steve Miller was his guitar tones were really clean, mm-hmm. right? There's not these super overdriven rock tones that you were used to listening sure. to Van Halen or someone, but it was a clean sound, and uh, I, I love that album. That's a great kind of a choice. West Coast sound at that time too. Oh, I mean, um, yeah. I, there was another. I remember this album and Jerry Rafferty and uh, a couple oh, of others. Yeah, in that time I frame love that that, uh, that era. Yeah, yeah. There was good. something about the way they played that was no, I can't, you know had a I fabric. Can't, I can't. Uh, criti- that's a great choice. I did. I didn't even think of that. I not love bad that for three. Not bad for three. So my three. This oh. has been as high as number one on my list. It's always in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think from a production standpoint, from just some of the coolest songs ever written ever in the history of the world. And mm. it's the prize for the greatest uh, gatefold of any album. Uh-huh. This is a band JR likes. Oh. Season tops. Trace, trace Ombres. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. The gatefold is that picture from the Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm all mm-hmm. the tamales and enchiladas and tacos and there's food spilling over the side of the plate. And it's like, it's appropriate because it's a musical feast. How's that? Uh, I love this. I love this album. Every oh. single cut, the coolest song in the world, master of sparks. Uh, it, it tells a funny story. If you never heard that song, go listen to master of sparks. They always have a good story, don't they? Oh, I love that. And I mean, Billy's probably 22 years old at the time, and he still sounds like a 75-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, yeah that's the, the probably the best part of ZZ Top is he, he yeah. that sound is able he's to stick along. We must, thought he was old just because of yeah, his beard. I remember he thinking, sounds old. old. He probably talked like that when he was twelve. It's yeah. awesome. So that's well, my number three. Dang, you know you kill me because that that um, hmm, Eliminator was mine. Uh, dang. I didn't put ZZ Top on here. And, That's all right. That's uh, no, I'm kicking myself, man. I'm kicking myself. We're going to have to redo it. We're going to have you know, to have uh, give redefined. Me another, yeah, give me another week. I, there's, see, dang it. I knew I, I knew ZZ Top. I don't know how I overlooked. What, no, what's your number two? What's your number, number two? Number two uh, is the one you, you, you hinted at. Okay. And I will tell you that, it, that I, I struggled. Did I want the same band to show up twice? And and this was my number one, and then and then number two, and then number one, and then mm, just about five minutes ago or whatever before we started, I thought ah, maybe I better go back to number two. This is Hysteria, Def Leppard, and uh, okay. it's different. I don't know if you see my shirt. I, my shirt. Oh, my shirt! It's an actual Hysteria shirt, even though Hysteria is not my favorite Def Lap album. Oh. Look, at Look at that. Okay, but well, so here's the thing: something unique happened in '87. And I commemorated this uniqueness about well, three days ago. On I know what you're talking. Yeah. I know what you speak. Yes, I got married. You got married. I was not there. Remember, I was oh, not there. Yes. Yeah, you were there in spirit, buddy. I was uh, not there. We were still tight back you then. You sent me pictures. Yep. I saw pictures. And so just the backstory, I was a missionary mm-hmm. for my church at the time. Very so important. I was gone for two years. Kind of living vicariously through JR because as a missionary, we didn't listen to rock music. We didn't all this thing. But here's what you, I don't know if you remember. I remember what you're going to say. So here's what JR did. He sent me a cassette. He dubbed Ozzy Osbourne's tribute album when it came out in 87 and he sent it to me. That's right. And I would sneak away and listen to that. Uh, uh, Well, here's the thing. I, I hate to say that I was oblivious uh, to Randy Rhodes, but but Randy Rhodes wasn't on my radar uh, until I met you, Jeremy. And I, we met young, so maybe Randy would have came on at some point. But I didn't. I, I knew of him, but I didn't know this, the actual significance. And so whenever uh, we start, you started teaching me different, you know, different chords and, and playing some guitars together. I remember I went and got a Randy Rhodes poster and hung it up on my mm-hmm. back door. You know, back yeah. back of my door, and I thought, oh, this is I'm gonna do more that. Randy Road stuff. That turns awesome. out that was a, a far reach. Uh, you know, me playing <laughs> Randy Road. I remember one time I asked you, why can't, can't you teach me this? And you said that's Ingway. Yeah. <laughs> no one plays it. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna learn that. That's yeah. you're doing this a year. Uh, no, I've got to learn this song. Yeah. But uh, I I knew what it meant to you. And I knew that being isolated, you know, but for a good cause, I will say yeah. that I uh, totally supported where you were at and where you where you are, because I think that, that as much as we enjoy music, uh, there's certainly a better, uh, better mission in life. Than, than rock I still it's hard I, to believe. I still have that cassette version mm-hmm. with J.R.'s handwriting on it of Ozzy Osbourne's tribute that I got summer of 87. He mailed it to me and I'm like, oh, oh. and I listened. To it. So, so that was number that's a great memory. So your number two, sorry, we were talking about hysteria. Your number two, number three or two was hysteria. Number, number two, hysteria. Hysteria. Okay. Another great album. And that was another one, right? During that same, same 87, when I'm a missionary, I would be out and I'd hear it 
you know, and I go, oh, that's the new Def Leppard. That oh, sounds yeah. really good. Same with White Snake. Oh, I yeah. hear that White Snake playing. There was a lot of good stuff in '87 that I had to catch up on. When you in got excess, back, in excess, kick. Oh. So all of that I yes. had to get caught up on because I was gone for two years, right? Mm-hmm. So doing something really important. Well, really. Thank, yeah, thank you. It was great, great experience. But I did miss my metal and my rock while I was away. <laughs> so I made up for it when I got home. Okay, so my number two, speaking of Randy Rhodes, is Ozzy Osbourne's Blizzard of Oz. Okay, yeah. That's my number two. And, and that, I mean, it's the classic. I knew it would be. Yeah, I mean, it's and sometimes it's number one. Today, mm-hmm. it's number two. Mm-hmm. But it just, it's a history. It's a history. It's history. Right? It's yeah. Randy Rhodes. Those it's two pivotal. Albums, Blizzard and Diary. And then, of course, Tribute. That's all we got from Randy mm-hmm. with Ozzy, right? Mm-hmm. So enjoy it. You know, play it because that's all we got. But man, yeah. it was magical. But no, I, I knew that would be high on your list. And oh, that actually yeah. was that was the album that I was toying with most with, with yeah. Ozzy because it had such a big, you know. Oh, yeah. No, it's a big impact. It's huge album. Super important. Okay, but so I knew you'd put it on, so I left it off. You that, left it. Okay, good. That's fair. That's fair. So, what's your number one album, Jr. Stanton? Okay, this is going to be a highly controversial. Okay, okay. Uh, among purists, but fifty-one fifty Van Halen, and I let me explain. Okay, I love David Lee Roth. Okay, I did. I I uh, certainly appreciate, it, but I categorize them a little different. Fifty-one mm-hmm. fifty. Remember what I said, an album I could put in and land on any song and it's going to yeah. be, okay, something I sing along with and, and something I, that, that, that actually speaks to me and I think is high quality music. And Sammy Hagar brought something to Van Halen, which we called Van Hagar, mm-hmm. um, that, that wasn't, bef- you know, wasn't all, wasn't, it was fresh. It wasn't out there. It was, we weren't trying to be uh, somebody else. In fact, they weren't trying to repeat uh, what, what had been done in Van Halen prior to that. It's like right. they diverged. And yeah. and that came out with a sound that I thought resonated with me. And 5150 has always been in, in the top two for me. So there was no doubt that it would either be two or one. And today it's one uh, in 1986. So here's the thing, JR. First of all, I'm just, and it, we've never talked about this, by the way. Mm-hmm. We've never had this conversation about Sam versus Dave, right? No. But I think JR agrees. I treat them as two different bands. Yeah. There's the Dave era. There's the Sam Sam mm-hmm. era. They're all great. But they both like, have they both have Eddie. <laughs> absolutely. And I I am like JR. I think Van Halen was a better band with Sam. I do. I do. And I don't know if you remember this. You and I were in the car together. You were driving when we heard them play. Uh, why can't this be love for the very first time? I remember that. I remember that. Now, yeah, you know what? I, I didn't know. And it was a, it was the, the album wasn't out. It had just hit radio and you and I were in the car together and we heard that first little. And at first, for the first few seconds, at least me, I was like, Oh, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about this, but then once the singing came in, yeah. I was all in. I oh yeah. yeah, and 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 Hagar still does it. Sammy Hagar, um, I don't care where where you know where he is or what he's doing. You get the idea. There's a party right there with him. Yeah. 
Yep. You know, the Cabo Wabo or the, they, didn't they have a bar attached to the stage? Uh, it, on, yeah, I think they did, yeah. they did at one point. And, uh, of, of course, the Cabo's still, I mean, it's, it's a business. Well, the Red Rocker, um, when he's he, when you joined him together. years old. And he no, can he's not. Play. Yes, he is. Ah, at least 75. Really? Well, I, 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 yeah. I track him on, on Instagram and on Twitter. And yeah. I, you know, I keep up with Sammy, uh, because he's actually very vocal. He'll share stuff and, and he's yeah. very open and he's kind of family oriented. He's, he's yeah. soft. No, I, I'm, I'm a off. huge, I'm a huge Sam fan. And I think yeah. that's a great, that's a great album. Uh, my number one, uh, and I've talked about this on several uh-huh. episodes, but, but my number one album today mm-hmm. is 2112 by Rush, 1976. Yeah. Love that yeah. album. Great yeah. album. And, uh, I I fully agree with that, but again, I'm going to concede to say that I knew it'd be on your list. Well, and I knew some. I knew you'd have some Sam era Van Halen yeah. on there. I knew that. I knew yeah. that would be there. Um, but you know what? We didn't pick any of the same albums. We picked some of the same bands. But mm-hmm. I thought you'd have some ZZ Top on your list. And, and honestly, I will tell you, brain fart. I ZZ Top yeah. has to be in the top ten, and, and you know the the beauty of this is, like you said, next week we get to try again. Mm-hmm. But I knew I knew you'd have some Van Halen with Sam. I knew you'd have some Cheap Trick. I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kicking myself over the ZZ now. Thanks for bringing oh, that up. I'm, no problem. You know, so really you. quick, okay, read down, just read down your top ten from ten to one. Okay, so I have White Snake, their defin- you know self titled album. Audio Slave, also self-titled, uh, Sonic Temple with The Cult. Uh, I have Cheap Trick at Budokan. I have the uh, News of the World uh, uh, Queen. And I have Greatest Hits with the Eagles. Uh, I also have ACDC Back in Black coming into number three, Book of Dreams with uh, Steve Miller Band. Number two, Hysteria, Def Leppard. And number one, of course, what we just said, 5150, Van Halen. I can't, I can't argue with your list. My list is number 10, The Cars, debut album. Number nine, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Cheap Trick, In Color. Number seven, Michael Shanker Group, Assault Attack. Number six, UFO, Strangers in the Night. Number five, Van Halen One. Number four, Judas Priest, British Steel. Number three, ZZ Top's Trace Hombres. Number two, Ozzy's Blizzard of Oz. And number one was 2112. In a beautiful top 10, I might say. You know what? Uh, between our 20 lists, mm-hmm. our 20 albums, that's pretty good. I think it's satisfying. I, I think, think it, if, if you're a listener and you're hearing this, we had to have hit some of your top 10. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. In fact, we want to hear from you. Email us. Classic guitar rocket mail.com. Share your top 10. I'd love, I'd and, love and, it. And share us and tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what we got <laughs> wrong. Tell us what we got right. I seriously, I would love to, to hear your top 10. So email us classic guitar rock at mail.com. And, and, and I'd like to hear from Max Adair again. You yeah, know, Max. Is, uh, uh, a lot of these JR, albums. JR we'll obviously won't go visit you in person. Yeah. Yeah, so send an email. So yeah. Great. Yeah, it's great to hear from Max. So, JR, thank you so much. This was fun. And, it certainly was. Uh, we'll get together. Again. I'm not going to promise next week. 
I'm going to say let's I, go ahead and shoot for next week. That way, okay. you know, we We're have some. We can next week. We'll see what we'll see what what kind of life hops up in between. So, thank you, Jeremy. Thanks, Br. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time right here in the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast. Right. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks for listening to the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast. Oh, certainly. Please like, subscribe, and share. You can email us at classicguitarrock at mail.com. We're not ordinary people. <laughs> We're morons. We'll see you for the next episode of the Classic Guitar Rock Podcast. Keep your head on the ground and keep reaching for your feet. Wait, that's that's not right. Keep your feet on the ground and keep starting. No, keep your stuff. What the heck? Just thanks for listening.